Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, along with me is my co-host and greatest geek in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. Uh, and it is a uh, humid as fuck, rainy day yeah. uh, in sunny San Diego. It, this is We've had like two days of rain. It's seriously weird. Oh, that was my phone. Sorry. Uh, yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Like, I don't pay attention to the weather, so I suppose all yeah. weather kind of sneaks up on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really seemed kind of out of the blue, like yesterday, just thunder and lightning, which is it rare was for us. crazy. But yeah. now it's like it's like this nice, gentle rain, and I've had all this stuff I've been trying to do lately. I'm like, oh, I could just sort of take a nap uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I just wish it was colder. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, it's like, what do you think, like low 80s and humid? Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. not the most comfortable rain, but yeah, like, yeah. Well, Bust out the, the, the hookah and relax. And read some comic yeah. books with booze. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like the perfect Sunday afternoon yeah. right there. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. Is there like a rainy day drink you can think of? I don't know. Like a lot of coffee drinks I like. So, yeah. you know, just sipping a nice cup of coffee. Something with like lots of whipped cream on the top of it. Okay. Know? But that's okay. kind of good for any day. So. True. Rainy day, cold day, snow. Yeah. You know, whatever. Do you drink hot coffee on hot days? I do sometimes. Or in the summertime Yeah, in I do. I do. Yes. I mean, it's one of those weird things where sometimes it makes you feel cooler. I don't know. I guess uh, it's because you sweat a little bit or something. I don't know. It's weird. Well, if you heat up the internal temperature of your body, you can thusly maybe feel cooler on the outside to the surface. And that's science. There you science. go. There we go. Science, everybody. <laughs> uh, so if you hear uh, noises in the background, um, we have to have the window open because it is hot. Uh, and it's increasingly coming down as I speak. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Yeah. I like it. And uh, if we happen to get uh, thunder and lightning, that will be on the podcast. Um, and we'll just make a fun drinking game out of it. Yeah, that's so whatever be you're cool. drinking. Take a drink of it. <laughs> Middle of some dramatic moment, talking about yeah. a comic book. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of kind of random dramatic moments, fuck me, um, it's really coming down out there, you guys. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that, but wow. Uh, last week when we went to the Star Trek um, Into Darkness with the orchestra, yes. yes. And the fireworks started going off, like, right at a real nice moment. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that, was, that was, was pretty sweet. Did you see that, like, was it like a meteorite or a flare or yeah, something? Yeah, a couple of falling stars. Oh, it was so, I've never seen one that bright before. It looked yeah. like it was going to hit a building, you know? I always kind of have that fear. Really? Like, like when I see a, a, a falling star that is noticeably like, ooh, that one's close. Yeah, yeah. I always... I always keep looking in the area waiting for, like, some kind of bright light explosion. <laughs> for that and one, I totally did. I was like, whoa, holy cow. And, like, I have no concept of distance for that or yeah. how far it would be. Yeah. Like, maybe we wouldn't even see the light. Yeah. But I always I always start wondering, like, okay, how far is it? Yeah. If it hits, what happens? Yeah. If yeah. it's an alien, what do I do? <laughs> It always could be an alien. It could always be. You'll never know until it actually happens, you know? It's, it's like, how will we react? Will we be one of the people who, like, runs forward to investigate and help the survivors? Or are we like, yeah. no, other direction. Just go, will, go. Will we be Batman and run into the smoke? Yes. Or will we be everybody else and run away <laughs> from the destruction? I would like to think Batman. I really would. But Everyone wants to think they're yeah, Batman. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I know. It's I true. Know. Realistically, in the, in the given circumstances of some kind of uh, uh, immediate apocalypse, like, yeah. zombies or uh, alien um, I would think I would just try and round up like the people important to me and yeah. just bunker down first I think that's a good plan I think it would entirely depend on how much screaming I could hear yeah. you know? if there's a commotion I'd be curious enough to investigate but once the screaming starts I'm like oh no that's yeah. not good Let's like see. I've I've always been comfortable with fighting and defense, but I've never been comfortable with, like, offense first kind of yeah. maneuvers. Preemptive strikes. Yeah, it's yeah, always felt icky yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, we are here in the in the week one uh, post-Comic-Con, yeah. or week two. Do you feel it, you're mostly recovered? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Physically, physically I'm, I'm, I'm pretty recovered. Um... Although my sleep isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came down with the con crud. Oh, did you? Yeah, all I last week. The crud. Oh, it was no sucked. crud for me. It's like Monday night, and I feel like my throat's a little scratchy. I'm like, yeah. no! Oh. Um, I'm feeling better now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. People joke about it, but I think those are just the people who haven't gone to like 
really big conventions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could pick up something like that just going to a giant sports game, but this is like five days yeah. worth of intense contact with hundreds of thousands of people. Someone's going to contaminate you if you're yeah, not Yeah, but I feel like if you went to like a sporting event, yeah, uh, or even like a one-day festival, right? you'd be like, that was weird. But when it's a five-day convention, it has its own name. Yeah, it does. The yeah. fact that they call it, and that I actually saw a booth selling these little tiny little pillow things with like sparkly and green and little fuzzy bits hanging off, and it was called Con Crud. And I'm nice. like, it's the one time you'd want the Con Cruds. <laughs> like in the booths that sell all the flushy yes. uh, germs and all viruses. That, all the handmade stuff and yeah, everything. It was cute. That's fun. That's cute. fun. Um, but uh, here in the wake of Comic-Con, uh, not a whole lot of... Big news, but there were some couple a couple of interesting things that uh, we thought about bringing up because I think for this first one specifically, I'd really like to know if people have run into it outside of our San Diego, Southern California area. Sure. Uh, and apparently, um, this year more than previous years, cosplayers have been requesting, and I'm putting up the finger quotes, yeah. requesting donations for their photos. Yes. Yes. Uh, to which I would say. Fuck off. I, I don't need don't, you. Now, I've seen that done before. The guy, uh, Spock Vegas, or Vegas, Vegas Spock, Spock yeah. Now, I've seen him in conventions where he has a booth over in the signing thing, and he's requesting donations. One, I believe his money goes to charity. It's supposed to, yeah. Uh, two, in the signing area, that's what you do. You know, you don't go true. walking by the signing thing and taking pictures of people. They are, like, requesting donations. True, true, true. That's a marked-off area. These are people... On the floor, uh-huh. we ran into somebody in the gas lamp a couple of years ago who I, you know, you always ask if you can take their picture. Sure. But Cosplay this, does not equal consent. It's true, but this guy hands me a business card and is explaining how he's a professional and he's getting money for his pictures. And I was, I was nice. I said thank you very much, and then I walked away. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to give you money. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't know. I've been hearing more stories about that lately. So um, I read an article on, uh, I think it was Bleeding Cool. Uh, and I, I shared it to the other uh, PGers, uh, and they noted two things: one, this, but also uh, two, a notable uh, decrease in cosplay this year. Did you happen to notice? I honestly, I didn't think so. I yeah. saw so much good stuff this year that I couldn't tell if there was like a decrease in volume. You know, mm. I thought the quality was excellent, but maybe there were less than before. Yeah, Leland said it to me. And I kind of looked around, I'm like, I don't know, like, one, like, like I said last year, I did not get to see enough. Right, right, I'm right. so bummed I did not get out more. Um, so I kind of chopped it up, like, well, maybe I just didn't get around. Maybe it's there, but now it's maybe more dispersed because there's more this year than last year to right, do. Right, um, But the, this article also noted, like, that there kind of felt like there was a, a little decrease. And I'm wondering, like, What's driving them off? Is it the people who are kind of asking for for money, and which seems we're all clearly thinking that's just yeah. a dumb idea? Well, it's not only that, but they're running into legalities there. If you are getting oh, yeah. money for portraying a character that doesn't belong to you, I yeah. mean that's copyright violation right there. So also and you have no control over your product. I mean you're walking into an area with hundreds of thousands of people, and you're expecting people to go by your rules. I think that's a little naive right there. It's stupid. I mean, yeah. someone, someone's going to get your picture. Yeah. Uh, the only way you can enforce it is by being unpleasant, is my thing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're contributing to a kind of the ucky side of con, where there's too many people in a small area and tempers get high. But, yeah. yeah. Um, one of our uh, photographers, Ariana Hester, mentioned, what was it, last year? Or last years year, ago? yeah. Last year, uh, a cosplayer, she got a photo, and he demanded money, and when she refused, he then very... Mm, forcefully might be kind of dramatic, uh, but he insisted heavily yeah. that she delete that and badgered her until she did. And what I want to know is, if you ask someone if you can take their picture, mm-hmm. and they say, well, I'm doing money for these pictures, well, now there's kind of a contract in place. So if you take their picture anyway, you're a jerk. But she said she had taken it from a distance, mm-hmm. so she didn't even know that that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't... I'm like... I don't know if she had, if he had said I'm taking money and she'd taken the picture anyway. I would have been like, well, the guy's being a jerk for asking for money, but you don't want to do. Somebody specifically told you what the deal is, but if somebody is taking your picture and you haven't made it clear to them, I, mm-hmm. I really once again it's that control thing. You have no control over who's yeah. taking a picture. You can't possibly tell everybody in the surrounding area that it's a money thing because that's not what we do. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. if 
uh, cosplayers who who make money, I have no problems with. Oh yeah. Um, I feel the floor is a free area. Yeah. But like, if you're like Vegas Bach and you buy your own booth. Oh yeah. I mean, and they ain't cheap either. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, even that, I don't necessarily have a problem with. Um, I've never heard of anyone else doing it. I know plenty of cosplayers sell their prints, but they're always giving away their photos for free. You want to take a photo with them. Yeah. And also, I guess, like, if you, if they're contracted to appear someplace, they can be paid for their appearance. Sure. And that's, I'm fine with that too. That's totally fine, because it's all ahead of time. But, I don't know. It just seems like the floor should be that, that free place. Because... Um, because there's a difference between a photo on the floor and a professional photo. Yes. Or even a photo taken in the calm of a booth. Like yes. if you, if, if you're say Vegas Spock and you've got like a, a backdrop of the Enterprise. Yes. Uh, or, or the bridge. Yes. And you take that photo, that photo is going to be better than anything that's going to happen on the floor. Exactly. So sure, maybe that's worth a dollar or two. Yeah, exactly. But. Everything I, else. Going out there and being so uptight about having your photos taken on the floor or even out in the open yeah. uh, on, on the streets or anything, like, you're making yourself look bad. Right. Not, this is what I think. You're making yourself look bad yes. for ho- for something so precious as a random cell phone yeah. picture yeah. that is going to be slightly blurry anyway. Yeah, and I understand people, they're wanting to, what they're wanting to do is, hit, this is a passion for them. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time and effort, and they want to get paid for their work. And while I get that, I think they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. I don't think this is the way to do it. And also, I think from that article, Comic-Con said, you know, if you're charging money for something on the floor, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be licensed, you know, to... It's, it's got to go through their rules. Exactly. Which, and in that article, I think they were just like, no, we don't support this. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, we'll see if, if, if it becomes bad enough, I'm sure Comic-Con will step in. Yeah. But who knows what the repercussions of, of that could even be. And certainly if it's happening outside of Comic-Con, Comic-Con can't do anything about it. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm really close uh, or curious. Um, other big conventions, C2E2, New York, um, or just any convention that uh, any of you guys have been to, uh, if you've ever even seen it, yeah. Not not just interacting, but if you've seen someone like with a sign. I saw someone with a sign this past Comic Con. He had kind of a raggedy costume. And he was just sitting on the ground with a cardboard sign. I'm like, eh, all right, he's trying, whatever. I don't. Either that or he's joking. Yeah. You know, in that case, yeah. I'm like, I, I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it, it's different if you're if you're well, even if you're not up front, like. If I ask for your picture, yes, and you say, "Oh, I do this for money," yes, uh, if you like my picture, that's money. That's okay. That's a weird circumstance. It is, and I don't agree yeah. with it. But at least you've made it clear. If you had a sign and said, "You know, photos one dollar," you know, selfies fifty cents, whatever. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's even that's a step in the maybe. Okay, at least we're upfront before I even assume you're like exactly. every other cosplayer. Exactly, exactly. Still, don't agree with it, but you have tried yeah. your best to make it clear yeah. what the situation is. But now I don't have to waste my time right. and your time, right? Because I'm not paying money for no. uh, for a cosplayer. And that's the other thing, you know. I work for a newspaper, and a lot of people don't want to buy the newspaper because they can get a lot of the content online for free. Yeah. And we've talked about charging for our online content. Problem is, if everybody's not doing it, yeah. somebody's going to go to somebody else who isn't charging for it. So until all the cosplayers band together and say, you can't take our picture until you pay us a dollar, I don't think it's just going to no. work. So. And I don't I don't think, I don't see that ever happening. No, no, no. So, it's too many cosplayers do it just for fun. Yeah, and they so like hopefully this dies out. Taken. Hopefully yeah. this is just a thing that dies out. Let's but, hope. But, yeah, hope. but let, let us know. Comicissues yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, has really got nerds up in a tizzy... <laughs> Uh, is the uh, the photos of Apocalypse that were just released uh, through Entertainment Weekly? Mm-hmm. It shows um, Apocalypse, Psylocke, and Mohawk Storm. Right, uh, Mohawk Storm, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in for it. Uh, we'll cut her out of the picture. Yes. Everyone is really pissed off about Apocalypse. Yeah, though they do seem. I heard a few people saying they did like Psylocke, though. I don't like Psylocke. Oh, you don't yeah. like Psylocke? I don't like Psylocke. Um, spooky movie issues agrees with me. All right. Um, Everyone seems so upset with Apocalypse, though. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because what is it that you don't like about Psylocke? Um, the costume is kind of meh. Okay, I see you're kind of emulate the uh, the the original costume a bit. Um, and I wasn't really upset that Olivia Munn got the part, but just I don't know. In that one photo, she just kind of doesn't fit. 
And you're not really a big fan of Mun either, are you? Or is that I don't, somebody else? I neither. I, I don't hate or like her. She's mm. just um, she's a person who's famous, whatever. Okay. Like she's she's had her own scandals in life, so it's not like she's living uh, right. living you know scot free. Right. Right. Uh, so really. Like when they announced, I'm like, oh, okay. She's acted in things. Seems like a weird choice, but I'm willing to give her a chance. Uh, And I'm still willing to give her a chance. I just feel like she didn't know where she was in that photo. Okay. Uh, Which kind of just, this is my first impression of you. It's not strong. Got it. Got it. I lost track of Psylocke in the comics back when she and Angel were still a thing. So, yeah. um, yeah. And And then after that, I didn't keep track of her. So, I. I don't know the character very well, so I don't really have anything tied to her. I thought she looked fine in the picture, but I was just like, I was distracted by Apocalypse a little bit, so, yeah. as was everybody else in the as, as is everyone. Um, I don't know. I don't know who did it first, but I do know the first person that I saw do it was uh, was Andrew. He put the correlation between Apocalypse from the the new X Men Apocalypse film. To Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers film, right? Uh, and, and if then, anybody's going to make that comparison, it's going to be Andrew. Yeah, it's yeah. It, he saw it right away. Yeah. Uh, then I've seen it repeated a couple times since. Which, all right, I get it. The color tones are the same. The costume, uh, I don't know if it's legitimately close. This is what everyone's keep really kind of um, hounding on because I think a lot of people just associate Power Rangers with poor quality. True. Yeah. yeah no, I get so that. So this is an easy jab for them. Right. Uh, what I'm also seeing a lot of is people comparing the um, cinematic special effects school right. uh, that we see at Comic-Con. Uh, they did Thanos this year. Those photos are in, our, are in our Comic-Con galleries. They did Apocalypse last year. Those photos are in last year's gallery. Uh, and they do amazing work. Oh, well, every year. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. Outstanding. Um, but they're comparing that, which is like peeling, peeling Apocalypse right out of the comic book, to this interpretation uh, in the film. Yeah. I like what you had said, that you weren't sure that that, that their costume... Yeah, that, that it, would that hold up in a movie? Would yeah. you be able to make it a workable costume? Yeah. Yeah. There's, like there's, there's, there's a difference between a costume that doesn't have to do much mm-hmm. and a costume that has to be functional. If you're not doing much, but even just walking around... You can get real crazy with prosthetics, and you can really kind of do stuff. Uh, in fact, my Two Face um, cosplay, the prosthetic that I have over my face, doesn't even allow me to eat. Right, and it's a little difficult to talk yeah, as well. I have yeah. to talk out of the side of my mouth, but in a photo where I don't have to move, sure, looks pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So there's a big difference if I had to really act, and I know. Uh, I, I even had it made for the Young Justice, um, um, the Young Justice, the Young Justice um, web series I did yes. with Colin yes. Bass and those kids. Um, but I, I realized very quickly, like, oh, this is for looks. Yeah, there's a reason why yeah. in the Nolan films they went full digital on that yeah. one. A little hard to get a, uh, an actor of that caliber to act through all that makeup. Yeah. So is it even fair to compare these uh, these costumes? That were made for a day, right? Uh, to something that clearly um, Oscar Isaac's is is capable of acting through. Oh yeah, because it, it looks like small prosthetics and a lot of paint. But we saw a little glimpse of Apocalypse at the end of which movie was it that we got our first glimpse of? Uh, oh, at uh, the end of um, the Doobly Doo, the last one, Days of Future Past. Yes, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Days of Future Past. Um, but that's. That really wasn't even him either. Okay, like I remember a lot of people then weren't even really. We knew we knew who it was. Yeah, but that's still not the still didn't the look guy the way we had pictured it. But yeah, no, my my image of Apocalypse always comes from the Age of Apocalypse series. So I'm looking for yeah, like a big, big hulking guy. And yeah, and the white face and the very defined lips and um, somebody who looks not quite human, you know. And yeah. I think that's the biggest my biggest problem with this. I'm like. I'm sure he looks impressive. He just, but he just looks like a dude. He does. uh, Yeah, if if you put him in in a mix of other mutants, um, and you had to pick out, okay, who among this group would be the most powerful? He might not look it. Right. Uh, Right. In fact, he might just blend into uh, you know the to to any kind of purpley background. Yeah. Um, they may film it so that it looks more impressive. Though. I mean, we're only going. On ho- yeah, picture. hopefully in motion. Like we're not we're not damning the movie because Apocalypse is purple no. instead of 
blue and gray as we usually see them. Did you see the one where somebody photoshopped Prince's face over the costume? <laughs> they called it Purple Rain, <laughs> R-E-I-G-N. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Uh, oh, shit. I saw actually um, a Prince cosplayer at Comic-Con. No way. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I Leland. love the random stuff that you can find. That's just awesome. Leland has a picture of it. Nice. So it should be up uh, this week. Nice. Anyway, um, no, I have, I have not seen that. Uh, I have seen, and for the most part, I've been like, all right, this is, this is Apocalypse. Apocalypse isn't, to me, his appearance isn't as important as his presence. Right. Um, I need a voice, if, and if it's Oscar Isaacs, I'm going to hope it's modulated. Yeah. Uh, but I need one that... Um, sounds powerful exactly. where I don't even need to see anything and I just know that this this could be the voice of of the death of the world I remember like when, Thanos yeah I remember when I when I heard that James Spader was going to be doing Ultron uh-huh. I remember at the time thinking I don't know about it. and then he does it and you're just like now I can't imagine anyone else doing yeah. it so I'm hoping that's the same thing that happens for Apocalypse so once we hear him like what's his face for Rocket Raccoon Oh, yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper. But then once you actually hear it, you're like, all right, I'm this in. That's works. fine. This yeah, this well. is good. So maybe that same thing will happen here. Yeah. I, hopefully the performance. Oscar Isaacs is a great actor. Yeah. He's in Star Wars. He's no slouch. No. Uh, and hopefully it still overcomes everything. Um, but uh, um, I don't love it. I just, mm. I, I'm not so quick to damn it like so much of the other the rest of the internet. And even damning though it's a marvel movie even though it is over mm. in the but it's not the mcu yeah it's not marvel studios not it marvel is fox studios. but we're still going to give it more benefit of the doubt than any movie tied to a dc and better than anything sony yeah um at least until we see fantastic four because that's the other fox property that they still have I'm so nervous about that one yes. i'm just like i really don't want it to suck ha- but have you uh, gone back to relook at any of the trailers or seen one since uh, regarding Thing not wearing any clothes? Oh, uh, it's actually been brought up a lot. I've seen some pictures now. He is definitely not wearing any clothes. There was and like oh, Aaron Alexovich started a thread on his board, and oh, yeah. if you could track it down, it's r- people just going back and forth about maybe the radiation just blew all the genitalia off. Maybe that's why he's so angry. He hasn't got any more genitals, and you're like, this conversation is getting nerd weird. But yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Though. But doesn't it look weird to see a humanoid not wearing clothes? I know, but I guess they just went back, and you're like, Thing was always wearing these tidy whities so that probably wouldn't be any better, I guess. But I don't know. And oh, somebody said he was going Groot with it, and I'm like, it's true. Groot. Groot wasn't wearing any clothes either. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is it because we know Groot's some kind of plant? Probably. I mean, Groot is Groot, so Groot much never a, tree. a human. Exactly. He's just so, a tree. He's yeah. just a tree. Like, you know? he reproduces through spores and, and acorns and things. I think it's also the fact that Groot at no time in any comic has ever worn clothes, and the thing always had at least something, yeah. if not a giant trench coat that he was so unrealistically hiding under, you know? So <laughs> yes. I hope we see that in the movie. That'd be cool yeah, to see him in his trench that. coat yeah. disguise. Just go back visit Yancey Street. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, yeah. I, I did see one thing that kind of tilted my opinion uh, about the, 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 the purpled one uh, and that's where someone took the same costume and the same photo uh, and color changed it to blue and gray and enlarged him. Okay. And I saw that I'm like, okay, that definitely makes a difference to me. That is much more apocalypse that I'm used to and I realized, yeah, it is kind of the color palette that they've chosen um, that's, that's changed things but to make him hum- like ginormous, like people seem to really want yeah. we're going to start losing real actor and start putting in more CGI and mocap well and, and that's I mean they did all that with the Lord of the Rings you know making people appear much smaller than they were and people appear much bigger yeah, so but also a lot of camera tricks true as well which like Gollum's the only full CGI character right so yeah. they could still possibly get away with this with Apocalypse just by filming tricks to make sure. him look much bigger than he actually is and having him stand on boxes and shots and he's gotta be he's gotta be huge he I mean I know he has to be a presence yeah exactly and you can get a lot of that through acting but uh, it's just Apocalypse has always been giant it'd be like making the Hulk normal size and still strong. You're like, eh, it loses something in the translation. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, let us know what you think about uh, uh, Apocalypse or if you've seen any good memes about it. Because, yeah. you know, the Some of them are pretty fun. The internet's pretty clever that yeah. way. And uh, fast? Holy cow. Yeah. The pictures oh. are not up very long before people have stuff up there. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. So quickly, the internet will jump on something. Right. Uh, so, as far as some of the comic books uh, from 
the last two weeks, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a couple from last week as well. More Marvel awesomeness. Marvel, uh, still at their very lowest, uh, currently puts out just a still pretty good book. Exactly. The ones that I really haven't liked all that much, I still enjoyed reading them. I just had to put them underneath others that I liked more. Yeah. Um, there's, there's not a single book that I haven't been like, okay, uh, I quit here. Yeah. I'm at least considering buying the next one. And we haven't continued with every book we've, no. we've talked about because I'm like, okay. We don't have all of them. Come on. Now. Yeah. And <laughs> time. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're at least checking out all the number ones. Uh, and just the, this week, Guardians of Nowhere number one came out. Um, I think that might have been a couple weeks ago. Was it last I week? I think I was in there a couple weeks, yeah. Okay, maybe. It's hard to keep track. There's so many of them. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, the one thing that I think actually I find the most interesting about this book is that it's the first book, at least, to exist not on Battle World itself, but right. in the space of Battle World. Exactly. And so this whole idea of uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, yeah. where they figured that the sky, their sensors go higher than it says the sky can go. So where does this take place? I yeah. mean, is like it... Clearly it's space. It is, it is. So it's, it's so really... Like, yeah. can, it, can the Carol Corps get into space and find nowhere? Like, well, they certainly are trying, far. I guess. It can't be far away, right? It depends on how Doom is modulated. I mean, are they in space, or does he make them think they're in space? In reality, they're very close <laughs> to everyone else, you know? He could totally do that, you know? Like, like open a door someplace, and they're like, oh, it's Planet Hulk. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's right there. Yeah. Like, we, we, know, we know now that Doom... Uh, with the power of the Beyonders, of which they glossed over. Totally glossed over. It was weird. It was like, <laughs> and we defeated them. I'm like, that's it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, brought together all these worlds uh, in patchworked battle worlds. Yes. Uh, and until Guardians of Nowhere, we thought, well, this is it. Uh, the sun isn't even the sun. It's Johnny Storm strapped to something yeah. that orbits battle world instead of the other way around. Right. We thought... Shit, I don't even think we did think, oh, well, what's beyond Johnny Storm? We just assumed that's the end. Yeah. Now we have a floating celestial head out there, as we know to be nowhere. Yeah. uh, Out further. Exactly. So how far is that? And now I'm asking, is there anything beyond that now? How big could this possibly be? Because did Dune create a whole new universe? Or is he merely holding on to, like, this pocket? Like, is this universe finite? Yeah, I always felt like it was. I always, I mean, because I think he would like people to believe that he is completely all-powerful, but mm-hmm. I still think he's just really just barely holding everything. And the more we see, the more people are starting to wonder about things. Yeah. It was never going to be anything he'd be able to keep up forever because there's too many variables. There's the, too the, much to hold together. The edges of Secret World and Battle World uh, are definitely beginning to beginning to fringe in the books. Yeah, yeah. People are challenging, um, and they're... They're questioning and, and, and stuff like that. And all those books are, are really great. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like, to me, it, it, it always felt like, okay, well, it's just Battle World. Yeah. Now we have nowhere. I'm like, okay, well, it's nowhere. But I said that about Battle World. What if there's something more? Yeah. Because it can't be a universe. No. As, as, as we understand the universe to be, to be possibly infinite. Yes. It, it, can't, it can't be. To me, it's always been this, this place... Floating in a void. Yeah, yeah, and I—that's that, that. When I saw that, and I was a little confused in the beginning because they were talking about the nowhere is this head of this celestial being and everything, but then they were talking about you know some people say aliens live there, but that's you know that's a bunch of hooey because aliens don't exist. I'm like, but you just said the head was a celestial. That is an yeah. alien. Wait, I don't. So sometimes I wonder if people take things for granted because they've never like the star when they told about in the Carol Corps about how, you know, it made the hammer out of a star. Yeah. And they're like, but wait, but what is a star? Yeah. So a lot of, they just take things unquestioningly. So we, I think, I felt like we saw a lot of that here. But, I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, this book actually confused me a little. It did, I did as it well. Was, it was kind of tough for me to follow. And it was the last book I read late at night, so I, that could definitely have something to do with it. Right. It looked pretty. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it who's it, who did the art? Uh, Mike Delgado. God, I just, I was really, really very impressed. I mean, it's Angela, who, after reading the whole Angela series and Stephanie Hans doing that, this is probably the second best person I've ever seen mm. to do Angela really well. But 
the fight between her and Gamora, um, the fight between her and um, uh, Drax. Yeah. Really amazing. Every Gamora's s- all power cosmic. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just waiting for that to be explained. And then um, every shot of Rocket was awesome. Yeah. And um, and I really, of course, it's written by Bendis, so the lines are so clever from beginning to end. Even if you don't know what's going on, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah, just conceptually, like everything we just talked about uh, is is enough. And fuck, that's that's why the Secret Wars just works so well. It does. It does. Like this, this isn't a main book. This is this is what we're two months, maybe three months into Secret Wars, and this book just popped up. I know, and we're still gleefully. In the dark about so much. Exactly. Because we're having fun puzzling it out. I yeah. mean, we're going to find out eventually, and then we're going to be like, oh, you remember how we thought it was this, that, and the other, and it turns out we were so close to getting it right, but we got yeah. it wrong, so, yeah. And, and, and now we kind of, we're, we're giving clues as to at least where the current iterations of the Guardians of the Galaxy and, uh, and Angela are. So uh, aren't we going to get in Angela Witch Hunter? Aren't we going to get to see like a 1602 version of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. as well? Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's next issue. That's oh, next I can't issue. wait. There's so many books that I keep forgetting how much I'm waiting. There, what was the Marvel Zombies with that one character? Yeah. That's I'm, I'm really waiting for that next book to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good ones. Yeah, it's... And, and it feels so fluid still. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. This has got to be maybe one of the most well-thought-out Events uh, I've I've ever even glimpsed at. You totally believe it. I mean, when they say, "Oh, it's been in the making for over five years," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you say that, but whatever." Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, not that, not that all the events were necessarily leading up to it all times, but that they knew that once it launched, they're like, "Here's the plan. Yeah, we'll go from there." So. And I don't know if it's maybe because it's as simple as dropping a doom here or there, mm-hmm. because it, most of these books aren't traversing lands. It's yeah. all in their one little bizarro universe that they that they have it's a giant series of what ifs but but something about just saying oh you know doom saith thee to all and thusly uh it's like oh well yeah this is this is part of the world yep 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 yep. um and of course some books are more uh tied to a better world than others siege number one i honestly almost didn't buy really Yeah. yeah um because so many of these books are named and taken after uh, story arcs. Right. And uh, Siege was just one I was not really interested in. It kind of goes uh, in the whole time of um, Dark Avengers and kind of post... Um, uh, it's post um, the, the, the Skrull invasion. Right. Where um, Osborn kind of becomes the new lead and he makes his own Avengers and, right. and all that stuff. It's kind of in the, in the tail end of that. So let me guess, that happened probably somewhere between 2000 and 2010? Yes. Which explains why I have no, no concept of it what whatsoever. But I saw uh, it and it's uh, Polaris on the front, right? Is that Polaris? No, it's not Polaris. It, I swore I thought it was Polaris. No, because it looks exactly like Polaris. With but the there, green hair and the there's glasses. One other, and the yeah, <laughs> there's one other girl with green hair. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't care. I thought it was awfully pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so siege number one uh, is instead just about the wall, yeah. and this, this wall is such a kind of mysterious and cool kind of place. We've talked we've talked about it regarding uh, the Marvel zombies, uh, the Ultra Ultron's army. We find out um, that uh, in this book, Ant Man went out there oh. to try and spearhead something yeah. and then something went bad and then and what, now where there's giant ants attacking the wall but they even said embedded in the dna in the dna on a molecular level are atoms that spell out please kill me i was wrong i'm sorry please kill me and i'm yeah. like oh chill going down the back yeah. of my neck there that was crazy creepy that so was amazing nutty. uh so this uh book the main character is um something brand i forget she in the last in the I don't know what do we call the old universe these days? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because we can't call it like the Ultimates or no, because the they're, they're all the universes. I've been before. saying I've been saying pre sequel wars. That's what I've been saying in the pre sequel wars universe. Yeah, um, in the pre sequel world universe, um, pre S Dub. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll figure fi- it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know who's good at naming things? Um, Stephen Henry. Stephen Henry. Yeah, he'll come up with something. That was somebody. Abigail Brand. Um, Is that someone we know? Kind of. She's been a very kind of peripheral character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was heading up uh, Hammer. 
which is uh, Shield for Space. Ooh, it's mm-hmm. also an acronym. Of course it is, because someone really wanted to spell hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's essentially the space defense against aliens. Okay. Um, she's uh, super smart, kind of a mix of um, like Maria Hill with uh, a little bit of um, Nick Fury sass. Yeah, yeah. She reminded uh, me a little of the character from the Marvel Zombies. I guess you get that same fatalistic kind of attitude. Yeah, she'd, said, she'd said something to someone. She's like, you know... If you have a really good Monday, you push everybody back and they don't come back on Tuesday. But make no mistake, they'll be back on Wednesday. Yeah, so that's, and just that's how their life is constant struggle. Like that's that's the vibe on the wall. Yeah. Is that the best you can do is a little, just a tiny bit, just to hold them there and yeah. maybe not lose too much ground. But their their uh, their job is so important. She tells kind of briefly the story of the last time the wall fell. Oh. And it's a great splash page for that one. That yeah. was cool. That was neat. And the hordes just trampled through several zones, destroying everything. And only when it got to uh, the the borders of Doomstad, yeah. did Doom wave his hand, and all of them teleported back across the wall, and the wall was rebuilt. Yep. yep. Which also says a bunch of things. It does. Like. Could he have done that? I mean, it seems to be the he law. He could have done it at any time. The let's, of, let's come on. Right, and the law of battle world is survival of the fittest, it seems like. So it's almost, I mean, that not only are they pitted against these forces from the outside, but he pits them against each other all yeah. the time. So part of his plan is to try and hone everybody into perfection. I don't know. I mean, what is Doom's long-standing plan? It doesn't seem to be just keeping oh, everybody surviving, together. I guess. I feel, like, it together. I feel like he's got a longer game than that. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, like, like we've said, like it seems like just it's ho- it's being held together by a thread, yeah. by the will of doom. Yeah, everything just keeps together, and he can't even fix his own face. No, because mm. uh, that would be too much. Or I guess it would. And then the wall falls, and then she goes bad. Seems like a thing that the Beyonders would do too. We're like, okay, you defeated us, and we'll let you be able to hold everything together, but you can't fix your face. So yeah, that's go. the cruel irony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we see Brand. Uh, she's a commander at the wall of this um, kind of uh, a, a battalion that their wall is not necessarily defense, but to be proactive. And if they see uh, the, the the zombies hoarding together and building up an army or Ultron or something, their job is to go across, stomp it out, and come back real right, quick. Right. Right. You know, there there's always going to be a fight at the wall. You, their job is to keep the bigger fight back beyond the walls. Yes. Uh, so, um, so she's very kind of. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? She's kind of. I, I wanted to say Ripley, but actually Ripley's never badass up front. She's a, she is kind of a sympathetic character. She is. She, she just is. gets badass. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. It's she's, hard to. It's she's kind of like this the, is an archetype, though. It is kind of like the people fighting in the Terminator Wars, like the humans in the post-apocalyptic Terminator universe. That they're just kind of just like yeah. you just have to do what you have to do, or else humanity just dies. So there isn't any alternative. Her her character uh, is the is the character from I think like Full Metal Jacket who wakes up and says, "I love the smell of napalm in the morning." Like there's a part of her that really enjoys this. Right. Right. Like there's a part of her this. This role in this fight defines her. Right. Right. Uh, so she's bossy, but not a hundred percent bitch. No. No. Uh, she can still make jokes. Yeah. She's still kind of sassy. Yeah. Uh, so the the book kind of goes through just kind of a normal day. Um, Kang shows up, which was super unprepared. Yeah, was, out of nowhere. I'm like, oh wow. Hold like Kang shows up. I'm like, oh okay. Here's the villain. Get ready for some wacky time travel. Uh, no, Kang is like gunning for her spot mm-hmm. in command, mm-hmm. 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 and and he's saying like you know like he could have this war finished in a week, uh, and, and boasting uh, all this, and they're kind of going back and forth. Really, there's a lot of talking in this book. There is, uh, but the flashbacks are cool. The, the chilling things like Ant Man, some uh, great are all imagery. There. Those those strange creatures kind of walking on the, with the really long legs and everything, yeah, looking yeah, very the, ethereal. The, the doom. Walkers, yeah, or whatever. Or I'm not doing uh, Ultron walkers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they they did have like Ultron faces on them. So <laughs> it, was, it was cool. I was like, well, who says that they have to be shaped like little humans? They can no, be shaped any way they want to be. But to put his face on it, <sighs> that's what made me giggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, that's, the, that's, but the long legs added that nice sort yeah. of creepy element to it. I'm like, like, all right, um, I'm in. Um, 
Oh, uh, the old radio play. I was just going to say, um, uh, War of the Worlds. Worlds. Yes, very War of the Worlds. Yes. Anyway, um, so her and Kang are kind of going back and forth. Brand is really unfazed. She is so confident and secure in in her place and her value. She also is a little pissed that he's not. She said something about how the fact that you're not frightened. That's what frightens me. Yeah. She doesn't think he's taking he's it so, seriously. He is overconfident. Yeah, exactly. She's the right amount of confidence. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. she knows that you know she's pretty good, but she's like, still, look over the other side of the wall. That's pretty yeah. damn scary. Uh, so in the middle of this conversation, uh, a new Kang shows up, um, explains briefly that he is future Kang, mm. uh, and he has traveled back to say, uh, I, I failed... Uh, it's it's all gone terribly wrong. Uh, the wall has fallen. Um, he, like he's only there for just a, a short amount of time, and just fades into dust. Yeah, yeah. Like he just comes back to give this one warning as his 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 death uh, his deathbed confession. Yeah, yeah. And the book ends with a white page, which we know is not good now. No, we know that white page with the little tiny yellowish letterings yeah. on it is really bad. Yeah. Uh, and it says, um, time like time to the wall. Oh, i got the book right in front of me. What am I trying to think for? Um, time before the fall of the shield, 20 days and counting. There is no hope. Yeah. And that's why I love... This is kind of like Stephen King will do the same thing. Yeah. He'll you'll be he'll be going along and telling you a story, and then he's like, everything was all wonderful. It was a shame that this kid would be dead in four days. <laughs> and then you spend the next several chapters waiting, yeah. going, when he said dead, maybe he meant something yeah. else. But they've been doing this too. I mean, they were saying everything's going to end at the end of Secret Wars. Yeah, and they're like, it's going to end. It's like going to end. It's going. And you get to the end, and you're like, oh my god, it, it ended. So now we're like. Okay, they just told us there's no yeah. hope. That's like, really bad. Two weeks ago on, on Secret Wars Four, we're talking about ah, oh, we're in the middle, but well, like, we don't know where the end is going to come from. We're getting starting. We're starting to get paranoid. We're jumping at shadows. Where do, where does the end all come from? Because we know yeah. what we we have a glimpse now of what comes next, yes. which looks like a cohesive world. Yes. So, how do we get from A to B? Yeah. Is it going to be the wall? Is it going to be a mutant uprising? Like, there's so many different, from all these peripheral books, so many different corners that this could jump out of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Siege number one was cool. And I dug it until that last page. It's like, the wall's going to fall in 20 days. I'm like, oh, the wall's going to fall. Oh, God. Ah, ah, I want to <laughs> see that. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, now i got to buy number two because I want to see that. Well... I was going to buy number two anyway. The art in this one, it took me a minute to track it down. There's two artists who worked on it, but the one that I like the best is the same artist who did the Rocket Raccoon issues that happened on that ice planet that I saw were, thought were so awesome. I believe it's uh, Felipe Andrade. I'm probably not saying it right, but I was very... I loved the artwork in this one, so I was going to buy it anyway, but now I'm like, on the wall falls. Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, like, here we go. Get ready. We've had so much talk about the wall this whole time, uh, and it is... Scary as fuck. Oh, yeah. The, like, the zombies alone, um, the Ultrons are kind of funny with their faces on everything. <laughs> um, the the Marvel Zombies book itself. Yeah. Uh, like, just all these things. seems like, wow, like, there is some real crazy monstrous shit on the other side. Yep. And as soon as you know it exists, your next thought is, what happens if it falls? <laughs> I know. What right. <laughs> We've been told over and over again that it would be bad. Yes. And now we're like, let's see how bad. And now, And now this book is predicting it will happen. Now, who knows if it happens? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe uh, it is the mutant uprising. I, th- I don't <laughs> takes know. Doom down. I think, I think they just, they've just told us a fact, and yeah. I think it's going to happen. So. Maybe it's, it's none of the above. Maybe everything is going to be contained into Secret Wars. Maybe? Like, Maybe? In Inferno, we just saw uh, Ileana break through all the force fields now. Yeah, because so, she turned Nightcrawler into, like, this dragon beast thing. Yeah, so like a teleporting dragon monster. Her powers are really, like, she totally melted somebody's face Rogue. at one point. Did she, she, did she get Rogue's face? That I thought was, she, no, that was Rogue's face. She oh, burned Captain Britain. That's right. And then she quickly grabs Rogue as Rogue's coming down to, like, drop a hammer ah. on her. And we, we see Ileana strut away on her hooves yeah. with, like... Rogue's face looking something out of Cthulhu. Yeah, tendrils everywhere, yeah. you know, and which has got to hurt. So I mean, she she's, did not look comfortable. Yeah, they, they've kept actually really consistent kind of with her powers. She's got like a flesh shaping kind of power, so she's mm-hmm. unraveled Cyclops' arm. She's Colossus. Sorry, thank you. That's I don't right. know why I do that. Yeah, she's unraveled Colossus's arms. She's turned Kurt into this strange, almost like 
you know, weird dragon-like creature that she has total yeah. control of. Now she's melted Rogue's face and burned Captain Britain, and she's really scary. Yeah. Um, so her her army with the ability to teleport through the force field um, breaks outside of hell, starts encroaching uh, on Cyclops and the X-Men uh, in... I forget that what this zone is called, if it's called Inferno. I think it might be, because I I don't know if if the whole zone, or if that's Ileana's particular area, that she, of course, was trapped in before, but now she's managed to get Yeah, she was trapped in the force field. But then I guess there was another force field Mm -hmm. that, which is where, like, the X-Men base was, and they were holding that down. Yep. Uh, She's taken that, and now I imagine, well, there's nothing left for her, who definitely seems power-hungry and and mad. Uh... Shit, I would guess, yeah. She'll go through other zones and I just keep surprised. taking more and more. Yeah. Madeline Pryor, mind you, she's been, she hasn't been playing nearly as long a game. She was just happy that Ileana's gone because now Madeline Pryor has control of the area. Yeah. She yeah. saw an opportunity. Yep. She knew what would happen. Yep. Ileana would leave uh, hell. Yeah. Uh, so Madeline's like, okay, well. She leaves the throne. I'm going to take it because there's power in that yep. throne. Now, I love the conversation between Colossus and Domino, mm-hmm. where she was just so like there was no accusation of voice because he's going crazy because yeah. Ileana is out and now he feels like everyone's betraying he's, them. He's he trapped does, in the force field. He doesn't trust Madeline Pryor at all and thinks this. That's and Domino, he, she says something, you know, like, "Look, I know that at the top of your head of crazy is your sister, and mm-hmm. that's." fine, I know that that's you, but I really need you to focus right now, because we're not going to get out of here if you're just going to try and kill everybody around us. I thought it was just really a very well-written little speech she yeah. does, where she says what he's doing and why it's not going to work, but at no time does she ever really accuse him. She's just like, focus, you no. know, we got we to gotta do this. It's very much a uh, friend of my enemy is my friend yeah. kind of point she's, she's trying to make. She's uh, And she kind of loosely makes it, I think once earlier but she has to like pull him aside to yeah. give him that but it, it's that you're in hell yeah Madeline Pryor might be the most friendliest person we may meet in hell exactly and on that day she will still stab you in the back I love that expression in her face when uh, Colossus is like well, I don't trust her and she's got this like wry grin in her face and she's like well of course not she's clearly evil you yeah. know so she's very I don't, I don't I don't know as much about the Cara Domino as I would like, but they're, I think they're writing her really well in this one. Yeah, really uh, cool. and this is in line with a lot of the, do- the Domino that I've, I've read before. Uh, very realistic, like, not a person who is easily um, uh, wrapped up in delusion yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but always, like, she's kind of in that Wolverine crew where... The violence doesn't really bug her. It's in, in, in the, 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 the midst of the worst violence, she can still kind of find something interesting. Okay. Her power is luck, kind of? Luck, yes. Okay. Um, it's always been really weird to define. It must be fun for the writers to write it, you know? You want to, like, I don't or, know, make or, things kind of go her way without it being like, oh, well, of course she's going to get out of this because yeah. she's got the luck, you know? If they can play it in such a way with, like, like Some kind of breaks on Longshot has similar powers, yeah. um, but his got defined down to um, the outcome will always be good if the outcome doesn't serve him directly. Oh, so he can't go and get a lottery ticket oh. and win. Yeah, but he can get a lottery ticket, throw it away, and then some random person can pick it up and they'll win. Oh wow! So it's like luck follows him as opposed to yeah. him being lucky himself. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Um, oh. So he and he can kind of manipulate it, it to still work in his favor yeah. when he's fighting, uh, but it's it domino it clearly always kind of works in her favor. She can just take a grenade, huck it, and through a insane amount of ricochets, it will land pretty much where it needs to be. Okay, um, we haven't seen much of the evidence of that in these three books, though, right? No, no, no we have not really seen much of. Wonder her if power. they're going to play that way um, because she's also a very skilled mercenary. Yes. Which I think her luck power benefits, mm-hmm. but not in such an obvious way. She's obviously not trying to rely on it. So no. she's not getting lazy. She's yeah. like, no, I gotta help myself on this one. Yeah, it's so. a little late and a little bit. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Um, one, like, X Men are dropping left and right. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, I'm, I'm curious, like, how far this goes. Because 
Now it's like, oh, does the shield fall? Do the mutants uprise? Or does Ileana take, you know, challenge Doom? Take your pick. It could yeah. all happen at once. Um, but Madeline does say that, uh, like, the longer she's away from the throne, the less her power Something will be. Like that, she yeah. kind of insinuates that, which yeah. is why Madeline took the throne, because now she'll start gaining that power. Right, right. And if, if Madeline is the big fish in a little pond, she's fine with that. She is. She's yeah. totally, oh, she just wanted power in order to make her life convenient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to jump the pond, uh, GCPD, uh, or otherwise known as Batman. I still think Legacy of the Bat would have been, just start a new little book, that would have been fine. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Batman 42 um, continues us on to the Commissioner Gordon as Batman in the Batbot uh, suit. Uh, I guess this is where we're going to start finally kind of getting into story. Yep, Not to say the last one wasn't story, but clearly the last one's like, here's the bad bot, here's what it does. Yeah, and this is definitely like his day-to-day life. Like, who's communicating to him? How does he go and do what Batman does? Who's working with him? Who's working against him? You know, yeah. it's, it's really... This is good. And it's, you know, Snyder and Capullo, and they're doing just as it's good as you would expect. Sound good. It's it does always sound good. It's always going to look good. Yep, it does. We're, we're still a little perplexed that... I don't know, the fact that he's calling himself Batman, I'm like, but you're not Batman, because Batman is Bruce Wayne. I would, yeah. I figured he would have called himself something different. I think it's for the benefit of the city, though. Which, yeah. the city clearly seems to know and understand, this is not Batman. This yeah. is something else. Yeah. Like, even the, 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 the bad guy that uh, he fights calls him Officer Batman. Which, actually, I was perfectly fine with that, you know? Or people who call him Batman with quote marks around it. Yeah. At least everybody's aware of it. I liked the guy that he was fighting in this one. The, the scenes where he's manipulating... Silica. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is found in all building materials. Which so. I found really interesting. Like, you could just kind of say, oh, brick. Yeah. And everyone would be like, hmm, okay, yeah. brick, 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 brick. Those yeah. are all bricks. Sure. Um, but to be like, uh-uh, the specific thing is silica. Yeah. And silica is found in all this stuff. Concrete now, tar, you know. Yeah, now it feels a little more... Science-based? Science-based, so that's, that's a little more real. But the the way he was drawing, you know, him cludging together His this giant... Monster. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I have to admit, that looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked how uh, Gordon in, in the Batsuit, clearly no Batman, not as smart as Batman, but maybe a couple steps after where Batman would be in the same fight kind of comes to similar conclusions. Right. I liked when Gordon's like, oh, I'm fighting uh, uh, a brick monster. Well, then if I use heat, that should harden him. Right. Because right. he's, he's not quite fluid, but very loose. So if I heat it up, kind of melt together. And it works. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm reading, I'm like, all right, that's a pretty Batman thing to do. Yeah. Bring, bring some science into it. Yeah. It doesn't hold. No, right. no, it was a nice attempt, but, but yeah. The, the first plan never works. No, also true. I like that in the end, he ended up resorting to brute force, so think a little bit more than Batman might have, mm-hmm. you know, but he basically drives the bat truck into him, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, that sounds about right, you know. Did yeah. he tank that truck? They were saying something like, now you have no Batmobile, but you'll yeah, have no, another one later. I, yeah, I think, I think he wrecked it. The, the bat... Semi truck. Yeah, this just, is huge. Just to semi. give people an accurate mental image, if they haven't read this book, oh. bat semi truck. I thought it was like a bat train at first. She's standing in front of it. Yeah. It's a bat train, very possibly. Yes, yeah. but he controls it with the suit. So he can. Um, it's that big, also, so he can walk into it in the suit. Uh-huh. So it's kind of built for suit scale. Makes sense. Makes um, sense. I like the speech that his uh, the. I don't know who she was. Commissioner Sawyer. Uh, was it her? The boss or the girl? The girl, because it, she, was, she was the one who was saying... That's Pennyworth's daughter. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. All right. So she was saying, you're you're spending a little too much time thinking about what Batman means to the city. Yeah, it's a really great conversation. It was good. It was good. when you know Because Batman didn't do that. Batman was just like, I'm going to go do what i got to do to take so-and-so out. I'm not going to sit here and think about... You know? He's not worried about what his image is. Right. And Gordon is, like you were saying, that the city kind of needs a Batman. And Gordon was thinking a little bit too much about how the city, what exactly do they need in a yeah. Batman. It's just like, just do your thing, you know. Um, his concern, uh, as I read it, is the city needs Batman. Okay, so he's like, okay, uh, what's Batman? 
how do I fill this pie chart that is Batman? Right. And he's trying to think of all the components that make Batman. And he's trying to emulate it the best he can. Yeah. Um, Pennyworth's daughter comes in and she's like, Batman never thought about that. No. He was never concerned. Because also, if you think about it, if he was concerned, maybe he wouldn't be so scary. True. Um, Batman was Batman. It just, that was him every day. Mm -hmm. And it was about helping people. So, and she's just like, that's all you have to worry about. That's it. Go out there and help people. Yeah. And you will be the new Batman. If you do it differently, then it's done differently. That's right. But the quote-unquote symbol of Batman remains because it's a man emulating a bat helping people. That's, That's it. Batman. That's the only thing you need to worry about. Yeah. So it, was, it was a nice little speech. Like it, is, it is cool. I was um, perplexed by what happened at the end of the book, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the man that I guess we saw at the end of last issue, where someone was like, Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And he knows his name is Bruce Wayne. And other people know his name is Bruce Wayne. Everyone else seems to know he's Bruce Wayne. He's rocking the Superman beard. Um, and, 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 and Gordon knows it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And of course, Gordon find, found out that Bruce Wayne's Batman. So he goes to Bruce Wayne, who is at some kind of... It's almost like an art clinic type thing. You know, people, something. there's a woman in like a painter's smock at one point. Yeah, I don't he's, know, he's yeah. around kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some lady uh, asks him to get a brick of, um, clay. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really weird. But Commissioner Gordon goes to talk to Bruce Wayne about Batman. Right. Right. This is really fucking my brain because to me... Oh, was that me? No, that was me. Sorry, that was my phone. (laughs) To me, there is no world where Bruce Wayne, who knows he's Batman, would stop being Batman in some capacity. Right. I am completely fine with a Batman who is behind the scenes, like Batman Beyond, because he can't. Or even if he chooses not to. Like in the time when Dick was Batman, and he was out running Bat Inc. All those things are fine to me, because he's still... He's still kind of being Batman. Right. He's still at least doing good. It was not his... Say, he's not doing good volunteering here. No, but yeah, but Batman was always about really saving the city. I yeah. mean, when you get down to it, Gotham is his city, and he's trying to save it. Him being able to kick back... Does he just have pure confidence in Commissioner Gordon that Gordon's going to take it on? Yeah. But so much that he doesn't even offer to help. And my thing was is that it really does seem like, I mean, more than one person called him Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Now, I get that people don't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman, sure. but they know who Bruce Wayne is. He's yeah. a millionaire. If a millionaire suddenly started volunteering at a clinic, I would feel like people would be taking more of notice of this. Everybody would know. It yeah. would be in the in all the news. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. But everybody is like, do you think there's just, I mean... Bruce Wayne doesn't seem like that common a name to me. They're just like, oh, it must be a different Not person. Gotham. He's wearing a beard, so obviously we can't oh, recognize yeah, no, we him anymore. He is. <laughs> and he's, he's only the size of a fucking house. And seriously, he's huge even there, you know? it's um, So that that was what perplexed me. I was like, nobody's making an issue of this? Nobody's, yeah, you don't have paparazzi taking pictures of the former millionaire? It's so weird. Yeah, it's so it's weird. weird. If he... If he, if he knows he's, he was Batman... Yeah. Then why is he not Batman? And in some way. And that, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's, that's the only thing I can think yeah, of. That he's. I mean, he's obviously very, very cheerful and smiling and happy and everything, which is not like the Bruce Wayne that we. Well, no, it's not like the Batman. No. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he's had uh, his trip through the Lazarus Pit changed him. It does other people. So. True. 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 Okay. Maybe. I would buy that. I would buy that if you like. I, I came out of the pit, uh, and I just don't have this vengeful side of me anymore. Yeah, once I know you, I was. Yeah. I know who I was. Once you I don't want to be it anymore. You're doing a good job as it. Yeah, once you take away that little vigilante gene that he's got going in there, there really yeah. wouldn't be much of a Batman left anymore. Maybe and, he'll turn into like an oracle. And he could still be like a good person. Like, yeah. he's clearly volunteering. Yeah. Like, I guess he hasn't gone back to Wayne Powers, but... I guess. It remains to be seen. I'm sure yeah. we're going to... They're, they're getting closer to spelling things out, I hope. Yeah. Um, so to quickly, uh, zoom through some other books that, uh, we felt were worth mentioning, um, Age of Apocalypse, Blast from the Past of, of, like, Majora-esque artwork yeah. of, of that time. He was definitely trying to channel that Joe Mad look, you yeah. know, and it did a pretty good job, I yeah. thought. Yeah, the, the book itself was fun, but 
just so many panels, I just stopped and be like, oh, look, ah, I wish there were more books that looked like, just like this. Yes. Just like this. Yes. Yeah. Big, heavy lines, crazy hair. Yes. And also so familiar, you know. Impractical armor. We even had uh, Creed coming up with uh, Wild Child, which I totally remember from the original book. I was like, oh, it's Wild Child, the guy. Who is he, actually? Wild Child? Yeah. I forget. I okay, I wasn't sure if he even existed outside of the Age of Apocalypse world. I remember if he's, he's, he's like completely different. Okay, yeah. all right, but I was happy to see him again. I'm like, oh, I remember that dude. Yeah, uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corpse. You kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, it's more of the uh, what's on the other side of the sky yep. uh, investigation. Um, they talk to the the one survivor, who's uh, James Rhodes, War mm-hmm. Machine, as we usually know him, mm-hmm. and. Um, we lose somebody. We lose probably one of my favorite fly girls. Yeah, yeah. But doing exactly what I expected she was going to yeah, do as well. Yeah, we saw yeah. it coming. Yeah. Uh, Hail Hydra number one. Um, my question is, is this Ian from Captain America? Or Captain Falcon? Captain... My, the Mighty... Shit. The, the Captain America book with Falcon. That we didn't yeah. read we, after we didn't, the first couple yeah. issues. We didn't continue it. Yeah. Because we saw Ian die, and this Ian is so confused at the world he's in yeah. that the the story he gives about how he escaped kind of makes like, oh, did he somehow by chance get a luck, luck door? And into? I think it's yeah, it's another one of those cracks in the seams. He actually seemed to have come into Doom's world without having been put there by Doom. I don't yeah. think Doom knows anything, so he probably dimension yeah. hopped from his death into some other place, and Possibly. now he's a little confused. That'd be interesting. Um, don't know if I'll continue though. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but you know, boy, the um, what was it? Uh, Falcon America chopping off that kid's head with the shield was kind of out of nowhere. That was brutal. I was that was like, rough. Wow. That Ouch. Was rough. Um, and Planet Hulk number three. Um, more of the same. More of the same as two, which is kind of a bummer for me. Yeah. I really, I really want to get, I want to get to the the, the Red King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see that fight, and I really want to see the Bucky and Steve situation yeah and like we essentially have had two issues of just traveling through the desert fighting weird hulk versions yeah um but nothing yeah nothing bad about it just it really was really similar book three was very similar to book two yeah you know we didn't move very far forward yeah he defeated a monster yeah pretty much yeah yeah yeah. defeats another monster we get another back uh background flashback yeah and um uh doc what is it, Doc Hulk? Doc Green. Doc Green. He talks a lot. He does. He, he was even getting stop. Captain America a little pissed off. And he was like, stop your prattling. I was yeah. like, I'm with you, Steve. I think I am. Um, but uh, we end in the uh, uh, trap by the tribal hulks, yeah. which is not looking good. No. They look pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all of those books were, uh, were excellent and well worth trying out. If there are any books that you've read uh, that we have not talked about, please let us know what uh, what we should also be reading. Uh, and if you write us a little review, we'll include it onto the podcast Absolutely. here. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Instagram. Yes. Yes. Also, you can email us at comicissues at gmail.com uh, for your well-written-out thoughts. Uh, still plenty of Comic-Con uh, stuff coming out, yeah. I think. I think we've shaken loose about the last of our galleries. I got a couple more coming up yep. this week. Got a couple more, and then I, I, know, gotta, I know Movie Issues is working on theirs. I got to try and see if I can get anything good out of the roundtable that I did because I don't know if this sounds going to be good enough. Ooh. But we're going to see. We're going to try. Um, I've got uh, interviews, uh, videos to cut with um, Len Wein, uh, co co creator of Wolverine. Nice. Uh, Marv Wolfman. Nice. Of the Teen Titans uh, uh, era. Um, Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque talking nice. about uh, American Vampire, Excellent. Uh, which uh, I had to refamiliar myself with. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, they're in space. Oh, are they now? Legit so vampires, in vampires in space. We haven't had one of those, have we? Vampires in space? Not a good one. Oh. And it's not like oh, crazy future space station. This is like the space race era sixties. Yeah, they're in space. Oh wow! So yeah, it's it's not even like that was my phone. Sorry, <laughs> drink. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 crazy. So yeah. I mean, American Vampire, never a book I didn't like, mm. but in the in 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 the shadow of so many other things to read, it is a book that I haven't kept up on. Yeah. But yeah. it's just one of those like one of these days I gotta go buy the the trades and volumes and catch up where I left off. 
so all those things are coming and more, of course. Um, you can also check everything on pixelatedgeek.com uh, for everything from comic issues, movie issues, binary system. Um, two Geeks in a Podcast. Two Geeks in a Podcast. Uh, and Pixel Clicks Podcast. All those guys, every week there's something uh, to behold. Pixelatedgeek.com for all of that. Comic-issues.com for just this sweet, sweet nugget of good comic goodness that yeah. you enjoy so much. <laughs> um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, and uh, funky German sites. Yes. Uh, keep your uh, safeties on. Yes. So until next week, everybody, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. And good geeking.